Welcome to Conversations with Pastor Russ. Stay tuned for today's encouraging and inspirational message. Here's Pastor Russ. Hey, welcome everybody to Conversations with Russ. We're glad that you've joined us today. Really been looking forward to week two of our subject we began last week talking about mental health issues. That's right. Um, because this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. That's right. So glad again that you've joined us. Of course, many are listening at 1460 AM, but also we're heard around the world at liferadionj.com. So, of course, we're Facebook Live. Are we Facebook Live, bro? We're Facebook Live right now. Okay, we're live. So hit like um, and hit share. Is that right? Yeah. Like and share. Tell all of your friends. This Tell is an important conversation. You know, I mean, it really is. Not to not to downplay any other conversation we have, but um, uh, this is this is really important uh, important conversation for us as the church to have. And so, I'm really excited that we're talking about it. You know, it is. Um, and and you know, there are more people dealing with mental health issues than we are aware of. Right now. You shared a statistic last week, and so um, you recall what that was? Yes, and I have it up here again. Okay, so go ahead. I'm imagining you're saying, uh, so according <laughs> to the National, in- uh, uh, the National Institute of Mental Health, one in five people f- uh, suffer from depression. One in five. One in five people. And when, it, when it's talking about depression, mm-hmm. we're talking about, do you think that is that clinical depression or... Overall, maybe anxiety, situational sadness. Is that like yeah? To say? I think that the um, the article was actually defining it uh, more of a of a broader span. So okay. even I would say, you know, the level of depression that one would suffer uh, when they lost a loved one. I okay. think this would okay. still fit into that category. All right, and you know, I, I don't think that there is anyone that hasn't at some point. Uh, dealt with depression at some level. I think that's fair. And I think we're talking about um, severe anxiety, right. uh, depression over over life mm-hmm. issues, yeah. but also uh, it even, you know, goes as deep as is chemical imbalances and and it possibly even needing medication. Yeah. The whole gamut, the whole gamut. And we'll jump into that a little bit later, which I'm really excited about. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, That'll be fun. So again, if you know someone that's that's dealing with any kind of mental health issue, just, right. just shoot them a quick text yeah. um, or instant message on Facebook and ask them to tune in. I recall reading some of the comments uh, last week's show and a, and a couple of people said, I'm so glad that you're talking about this. Yeah, it's definitely um, a needed conversation. Like what we talked about last week, I think the church overall has gotten a lot better about talking uh, about this. I think we were s- maybe scared, nervous, <laughs> Um, to, to have the conversation before, but I think the church overall has gotten a lot better about it, and I'm really excited for us to continue that conversation um, because I think it's a necessary one. I don't think that the church needs to shy away from anything that might be uh, affecting culture. I think that yeah. we serve such a sovereign, powerful God that... Um, I don't think your and I answers are going to be completely perfect and without fault. Um, but at the very least, I want to be able to, to say, um, this is my experience and this is what I think Jesus can do about these situations. The church is getting better um, 
I mean, years ago, it was just blame it on the devil. Right. Um, you know, put on some good worship music and snap out of it. Yeah. Um, and it, that's really a superficial an, uh, answer. But, you know, I think it's coming to the forefront because with the frequent high-profile tragedies right. uh, connected with mental illness, uh, a lot of people, Christians, non-Christians alike, are talking about the challenges of mental health. Yeah, for sure. And I think that there are certain cultural things that are adding to that, um, that I think that oh, yeah. it needs us for you know, it's different social pressures and all this other stuff that we need to be willing to sit, just sit down and say, okay, what do we do with this? How do we, how do we dive into this? How do we help people um, experience freedom from anxiety, depression, or any other mental illness? So true. And um, I think so many people struggle, but then, you know, we struggle with how to struggle and, <laughs> and how, do, how do we navigate the waters of anxiety and even severe depression. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and, and I know you've talked about it, dealing with the anxiety for a lot of your own life. Yeah, anxiety and depression for going on 14 years, a little over 14 years now. And so I, it obviously is something that I care about a lot because yeah, yeah. I looked for answers. I'm looking for answers. Um, and so it's, it's something that I have stumbled through trying to figure out. Um, something that I'm still stumbling through trying to figure out. And um, I, I just want to I wanna find the hope that I know that is in Jesus. Absolutely. And there always is hope in Jesus. Yeah. Amen to that. That's good. Okay. So, so as, we, as we talk about the, the mental health issues, I mean, last week, you know, you asked me if I had ever dealt with it. And I told you that really, uh, and I don't know why, but whenever I've had some great spiritual victories, finished a big project, traveled around the world preaching and right. seeing God do great things, come home and just feel like I want to quit. Right. Um, you know what? We don't always we don't always know where this type of uh, these types of feelings come from. Can mm -hmm. it be sometimes fatigue? Yeah. Um, but you know what? We, we do we do know. We do know that our their answer is in Jesus and our hope is in Jesus. And uh, n no one is ever in a hopeless situation. And I think that just because uh, when you asked me the question, kind of caught me off guard. Have you ever dealt with it? You know, <laughs> um, and I have. And I think that I think if all of us would be honest, I think we've all mentally uh, hit the wall, felt, you know, drained, yeah. emptied of any emotional strength at all. Um, I think... Just confronting this with some real um, heartfelt, painful, even honesty, yeah. and how do we get through it? Yeah, um, is a is a hot topic, and I think more people than we realize actually deal with this at one point or another. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that with that, the, you know, there's certain you know we just mentioned it, but there are certain mm -hmm. things culturally that um, that happen that might force us to have to deal with these things more frequently. And if you don't mind, um, we can kind of just jump right into this. Um, okay, both feet. Yeah. There we go. One of the biggest things that happened to us globally as a culture is the rise of social media. Absolutely. Um, and I have the pleasure of helping out with social media here at the Fountain of Life. Um, and I think it, it can be an absolutely amazing thing. He does more than help out. He does it all. 
<laughs> I was trying not to. All right, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I um, all the social media. Not all of it, but it's fine. Whatever. Here we go. Here we go. Um, so, do you do you think that there's any correlation between the rise of mental health issues and social media? Okay. Well, certainly. Okay. When we say social, not social media, but mental health issues, certainly, I think a large degree of anxiety. Yeah. Uh, is associated with social media because you know, um, well, I was I was thinking about this as I was preparing some this morning yeah. uh, for Sunday's message, which is the giant of rejection. Yeah. Okay. To, we're, our our Sunday series is is Goliath must fall. We're talking about giants in our life. Um, last Sunday we dealt with fear. Really, if you don't have a home church. Come to Fountain of Life this Sunday, 9 or 11 a.m. And we're talking about rejection. And, and it's sometimes we, we have been rejected or, and we're dealing with that, or we have the fear of being rejected. Right. All right. And I'll tell you what I think why social media causes so much anxiety. And that's this deadly trap of comparison. Yeah. You know, when I, I mean, way back in the day, now, uh, I'm a few years older than Ruben here. Just a but few. It's a small back in the few. Day, you know who I had to compare myself with? Uh, my my three brothers and my sister, yeah. and maybe a hundred and some people in my graduating class. Right. That's who I compared myself with. Yeah. Now we're comparing ourselves with the whole world. Yeah. And and so we always putting our best foot forward. Uh, when it comes to social media, nobody ever puts a bad hair day out. <laughs> and there's a, actually a marketing thing that you do to, as like a social media influencer, um, to put something of like, oh, this is me with no makeup kind of thing, or this is me, like I just woke up. Um, and it's one of those things that sometimes I watch as people do that, and I watch how like <laughs> glammed up you look, and I think... <laughs> You may have just woke up as in just from the, the, you know, compared to eternity, maybe just woke up, but I know that you took a good half hour to find the right lighting, find the right pose. Maybe you just did a little bit of light makeup. So I'm, I'm onto you. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, glammed up on the gram. Right. There you Uh go. Oh goodness. (laughs) So this is, there's this deadly trap of comparison with others and also living for the approval or the likes of others. Yeah. And when we don't, um, I wonder how many watching this right now, you put something out on Instagram, you put something out on Facebook, and of course you go, you go back through your 59 or your 230 likes. Right. And you look for certain people and if they've liked your stuff or they didn't like your stuff and if they don't like my stuff. And then... Um, we wonder, well, don't I have the approval of so-and-so? Right. When you live any time, social media, uh, in the office, public platform, whenever we live for the approval of others, we will be left wanting. Right. Uh, and, and then when we don't get the approval of certain people, uh, our friends or an ex or, or whatever, um, then anxiety goes through the roof. Right. And, and, and I mean... <laughs> I mean, I've talked to some people that are just flat out addicted to social media, addicted to the likes of others. I said Sunday when I was preaching yeah. that one pastor friend of mine um, from Staten Island mm-hmm. uh, said that we, we don't live for the likes of many, but for the love of one. That's good. And that's really good. I uh, wish it was original, but it's not. <laughs> um, but when you live 
for the likes of others, when those don't come through, right? then, I mean, anxiety just like rises, mm -hmm. you know? And think about it. Then when you see people that you want to like your stuff, right? you kind of then the, then the chemicals in your brain go, oh, I'm okay, they like me now. Right. And we, we just have to, that, that, that's a deadly, deadly, deadly trap. Yeah. And when we're living for the approval of others or the likes of others, um, and when we don't get them, then, then anxiety just rises. Yeah. Then we do crazy things. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's totally right. I think that there is, um, at this point, if you had any sort of, sort of smartphone or social media, um, there are little buzzes that happen, little dings that happen, all of this stuff. Um, whenever you receive that, um, it's, it's a scientific study has scientific studies have been done Talk about it. that there is a there is a serotonin release that happens mm -hmm. right there mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. when you see the notification come on there's a little buzz that goes off and your your brain says that was good do more of that i want more of that yeah yeah and it, yeah. And it releases those things so then there's a lack of it when you post something and you do not receive the number of likes you wanted or the right people that you wanted to like it um and so the opposite effect begins to happen as well. Um, and it is lightly comparable to drug addictions. Oh, yeah. Or good food or good sex. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that endorphins are released. Oh, that feels good. I want more of that. Right. Um, Absolutely. And, and so, re and so when, we, when that doesn't happen, wow. We have to think about cause and effect. And uh, what is the cause of of our anxiety when it comes to social media. Yeah. It's living for the approval of others. But when we know that I'm accepted, come on now, when yeah. I'm accepted in the beloved, I'm accepted by God, then it doesn't matter who rejects me. Yeah. And let me let me add this, and this is going to be long-winded. I'm apologizing before I even start. Um, I can check my emails now. It's going <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So this is, what, this is something that, that I've been thinking about for a really long time. Um, I think the short answer, is there a correlation between um, mental health issues and social media? Short answer, yes. Mm -hmm. Longer answer, let's talk about that. Because this is my thought process. Everybody now has a platform. If you have some form of social media, Good you point. have a platform. You have a platform. Right? So yep. Yep. I'm interested in seeing, and I don't know if this is even possible to, to, um, to um, isolate into some capacity, but I'm really interested in seeing, um, I'm, not, I'm not entirely convinced that there is a direct correlation um, between the rise of social media and um, the rise of mental health issues. I think there is a correlation there, but I want to know how many more people are actually just talking about it more because they have a platform for us to talk about it, right? I think that there is a connection there, but I also want to say that there's a good chance that this guy that I've never seen or never would have had the opportunity to talk to who's all the way out in California, he's now talking about mental health because he's courageous enough to bring that up. And I never would have known that before, but now that gives me the courage to talk about my own mental health issues and see if there is some sort of healing in that as well. And so, again, okay, long okay. story short, yeah, there's definitely a correlation, but I also think that a benefit of social media in this is that if I never knew that you were struggling about that, you vocalize that because you have a platform. And even if you want to share to your 30 or 30,000 followers that this is something you deal with, I now have the opportunity to watch that and then That's say, a good point. Yeah. wait a second. Yeah. 
that's encouraging. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. yeah. Because at the other end of it, like, hey, like social media coordinator over here at the Fountain of Life, I, I see the benefit of um, positive, encouraging messages out there. We like to throw out quotes yeah. from our sermons on Sundays and different things that are happening because we want to try to outweigh the garbage that's out there. And I think in the same vein, while we're talking about these mental health things, um, there's a good chance that a lot of people were dealing with it for a really long time, and now they just had the platform to actually talk about that, which point, is now yeah. also encouraging other yeah. people yeah. to talk about that as well, to, for other people to find healing in, in all of that. Yeah, and, and they can do it. It's almost safe because you can hide behind the screen sure, and, 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 throw, and, and throw it out there. But I, th- th- that's an excellent um, spin on that. Um, Yes, social media can craw- could cause some angst and anxiety. Yeah, but it also uh, causes some courage to rise up too. Yeah, and, and, uh, and speak about issues that we wouldn't for normally sure. speak about. For sure, there's a company called To Write Love on Her Arms. Um, their whole thing is about suicide awareness. Um, there's the guy who runs it. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I I have seen things that he's thrown out there and they have been so encouraging um, in dark seasons of my life. And so him, his openness, his vulnerability has encouraged me to be more vulnerable. And even in him being able to talk about these things as I'm dealing with that, it, it helped me be able to say, wait a second, we're allowed to talk about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and so that's, that's the good part. And there's no, anxiety there but um but back to the mental health once we once we start living for the likes sure. of others we're going to find ourselves uh, empty over and over and over and over again yeah. um we're accepted by Christ complete in Christ yeah. and whether you like my stuff or you don't like my stuff um we we can live above that uh, but certainly when when we don't know who we are, uh, you talk right. a lot about identity issues. When we don't know our yeah. identity in Christ, and uh, I'm dependent on you to boost my identity. Right. Man, I'm going to come up hitting the wall every time. Yeah. So, um, so is there a correlation between social media and, and, men, and mental health and anxiety? Yeah, Absolutely. For sure, for sure. But there doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be anxiety, depression, uh coming out of social media if we know who we are in Christ. Right. Easier said than done. Easier taught than caught. Um, but that's the truth. Yeah. Be be careful what you throw out there um, in order to not make your life seem more glamorous than it actually is. Um, and just be intentional about it all because there's, you know, it's Selena Gomez actually okay. was talking about this for a dude, little while. Dude. It's pop culture, man. Come on. All right. That, 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 okay. So, all right. Go for it. That ain't going to work. You know that ain't going to work. So, okay. So what, what did you say about your taking a selfie and looking at it, right? Oh, yeah. That people like do this no makeup selfies and stuff like oh, that. Oh, so glamming yourself up. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So let me just, okay. Let me, okay. <laughs> whenever you take a selfie, whenever you take right. a selfie, um, uh, do you just throw it out there? Like, okay. So my wife and I are at the shore sure. Sunday, right? Okay. So, we, we, and so I'm like, like this, you know, so we took about six or seven, but then you looked at, okay, which one do I look the best in? Okay. No, there's too much light. Makes me look balder than there I am. Go. Okay. So Listen. social media is always about putting your best foot forward. For sure. So whenever you take a selfie, I guarantee you take more than one of them. And oh yeah. Look through them. And, and then you select the one that you like the most. Yeah, there we go. 
Awesome. Luckily, some of us have all good sides, so it doesn't really matter, and you're you're fine. Brother tech director, <laughs> shut his microphone off. We digress. Okay. We digress. All right. So let, let's just let's just remember we don't have to suffer some of the anxiety we suffer if we know who we are in Christ and we're not depending on the likes of a hundred people. There you go. Let's go. Move on. Yeah. Um, so we talked about social media, how that connects, um, and so then uh, the follow. You ever get stressed out when you don't get certain likes or no? Um. No, and here's the reason why. He's better man than I. Uh, well, this is the reason why. <laughs> um, because of all of like the graphics and creative stuff and uh, aesthetics that I create, I like that my overall feed has a certain look to it. And so even if that means I this only got 30, but this one got 80, whatever, I'm fine with it because I look at my overall feed and I really like the the aesthetic of the overall feed. And so as long as it fits in that, I feel a little bit, a little bit better. I like obviously getting likes. I also found out yeah, that we all like to get likes. Yeah, of course we do. I found out that it doesn't matter what picture of me that I post on my Instagram. If it's a picture of my wife, I get dude, significantly dude, more. Dude, 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 dude. Hey, if I put one out with my grandson, I'm uh-huh. going to get a ton Oh, more. yeah, yeah, yeah. No one cares about me. me cares about. People love love. And yeah, so yeah, when they yeah, see yeah, that yeah, you yeah, love yeah. something, that gets them more excited than any picture of yep. you. My wife so. and I or my grandson, uh-huh. up go the likes. There so you go. If I need to feel good, include one of them. Right. So okay. You come take a selfie with me. Come here, Joe. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, let's right, go on go. to the next question. Go. All right, so what... What are things, oh, excuse me, I'm reading the wrong one here. Um, how should the church respond to those who are dealing with these types of struggles, with these types of issues? So how should the church respond to those dealing with anxiety, depression, or any other mental health issue? I think the best way for the church to respond is to provide a safe place for people to talk about it. Right. Stop blaming the devil for right. everything. Um, and I know, I, I think we want to talk about medication as well. Um, the, and the church needs to not be so narrow-minded. Come on. Um, re, when someone is dealing with anxiety or, or depression or panic attacks, we need to, to listen and, re, and, and find out what we don't know and yeah. quit trying to be a medical expert when we're not. Um, Someone said to me years ago, if you want to be successful, the first thing you need to do is find out what you don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know um, what, what's the difference between maybe a situational sadness or maybe chemical dependence, chemical imbalance. Right. So I think, first of all, the church needs, we need to listen. Yeah. We need to not be judgmental. We need to not blame anxiety and depression on the devil. Yeah. And... We need to provide especially a safe place hmm. where people can say, I'm struggling with anxiety, I'm struggling with depression, right? and we need to be more open-minded than just tell people to go home and read their Bible more and listen to Michael W. Smith. Hello. You, you know? Um, and you know what? I got, you know what, brother? <coughs> I got to tell you, you know, I, I was guilty back in the day. I, right. I, I, I didn't understand chemical imbalance and so I was like you know you just need to listen to just put on worship music you know but I'm going to tell you now do I believe Jesus heals yes but if somebody has a chemical imbalance and they need medication then a CD or a Bible verse is not going to solve the problem hmm say it again 
if someone is dealing with a chemical imbalance and they, they need some level of medication right. to help even things out chemically, and I'm no doctor, no psychiatrist, I, but we do people a terrible disservice then by saying just go home and read the Bible and put on a CD of worship music. See, if you need medication for something, then a good worship CD is not going to fix you. Right. Okay. Oh, 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 okay, so that may freak you out a little bit, but... <laughs> We deal with mental health issues so different. So if you come into me and say, you know what? My sugar is way out of balance. Mm -hmm. Well, take your insulin, bro. Right. We don't say, well, oh, 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 your, your sugar's out of balance. Go home and listen to a good CD and read three <laughs> chapters of John. Right. It's whacked. That's not going to solve your insulin or sugar problem. Right. Oh, I have uh, uh, my heartbeat is 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 off. Well, you don't need that medication. Just go home and listen to what Chris Tomlin. You should CD. be expecting Jesus for your healing. See, and, and listen, Jesus does heal. Absolutely. But what we've done is we're the church has been great for oh we're great in approving um, uh, for diabetics uh, insulin. Sure. And if you have a uh, bad rhythm in your heart, heart medication. But when it comes to mental health, depression, oh no, oh no, you just need to, to pray more and worship more. And I think that causes those who deal with that to be so nervous of how the other is going to shame them. And it then makes that person want to clam up and not share those things because for whatever reason, um, intentionally, or I should say consciously or subconsciously, somebody has created um, a shame culture yeah. in the community and say, if you feel these things, if you deal with that stuff, that doesn't belong in here and you will not belong. You won't belong. And when people go home, now I'm talking about those who could need medication. Okay. Um, now, doesn't mean that worship music or reading the Bible is wrong. If it's just situational. Right. Sadness, and, and I, I'm just, you know what, I, I, I'm i tired. Uh, someone just passed away in my family. I mean, we need to saturate ourselves with the presence of the Lord. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and, and, and uh, the Bible says that if we keep our, our minds stayed upon the Lord, that God will keep us in perfect peace. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, if someone is in a place where they could need some medication right. for their anxiety or clinical depression, then a CD or a few Bible chapters is not going to solve your problem. Yeah. Scripture and medication are not enemies. Yeah. Scripture and prayer and medication are not enemies. I think, tell me what you think, I think they can coexist. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. Turn the light on. Can I, I don't know... I don't think you've seen um, that this one. Um, yeah, I could be wrong, but in our life group series, um, while we're going through all of our different groups, the video that we talked about, um, Louis Giglio talks about how he went through a season of anxiety and he was taking medication for it. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? I am super okay with anybody taking medication for uh, mental health issues. Um, and and to your point. Anything that you're struggling with, um, with your diet, with, you know, what your life, you, you get headaches, you take this kind of medication, um, and that's, that's fine, right? So let's also take this medication. But there was something really cool about hearing Louis Giglio say, yeah, this is what I dealt with. This is, well, this is what I did. I 
took medication for a period of time. Yeah. And I think that there was a really freeing thing to recognize, oh, like these bigger people too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If, if they people still, in the Christian spotlight. Right. If they still love Jesus and also did this, then it's okay for me to do that too. Yeah. And we have to stop with this shame culture of um, making somebody feel bad because I think we have to remember that God's intention is to heal you, not shame you. So Amen. that should be the reflection of the church as well. Absolutely. If preach we, it, man. If we are the body of Christ, if we, are, we the church are the body of Christ, and God's intention is to heal somebody, then I have to make sure that 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 I am facilitating that, that I am helping out however I can to yeah. allow that healing to come about. Um, and if if that makes you uncomfortable because oh we don't we don't do medication for mental health because God should be healing you and God should be making you have a sound mind and and we want to weaponize the gospel like that um, <laughs> I think what we have to recognize is what if there's healing that that God chooses to give through that medication and we're cool with that if it's cancer we're cool with that if it's um, it, uh, your example of diabetes, we're fine with that, but or then we disease. hear our heart disease, but then we hear about it for mental health and then we're like, oh no, 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 we can't do that. Yeah. That's, that's just ignorance. That's it's ignorance. just ignorance. It's ignorance. Scripture, prayer, worship, along with medication are neither enemies nor mutually exclusive. Yeah. A chemical imbalance does not go away by Bible reading and prayer, but you know what? God can use that to heal or Maybe I'm taking a medication, whether it's insulin or heart disease medication right. or whatever for a chemical imbalance. You know what? Until the healing, and there could be a, a supernatural healing that comes. Right. But let's not live defeated until it comes. But to, to wrap up our show, I, and, and I, I think you can hear our heart here today, and the church needs to be a safe place, a safe haven right. for those who are struggling with mental illness, extreme anxiety, depression, and, and I love what you just said, and stop weaponizing the gospel right. and, and just using it to attack. Now, when it comes to medication, could I toss this out as we kind of wrap up? And we're going to deal with some myths next week. Yes. When it comes to medication for mental health, I do believe we need to tread with caution. Okay. There are psychiatrists out there. I, 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 I hate to say they're just ready to write you a script. Hmm. Um, and if we can find a, a, a believer a psychiatrist who's a believer. Right. I think that's I I think that's that that that's a really good combination. Yeah, cuz it helps us to have somebody just who just has a better balance of what needs a conversation and what needs medication. Say it again. I think finding somebody who is um God-fearing, faith-filled mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. who who believes in Jesus um, gives us when we're talking to them a that it gives them the a better balance of what needs a conversation and what me needs medication. I never rhyme when I talk. I'm hanging out with yeah, you, you too you, much. You, you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you sit with somebody, maybe a, a believer, a psychiatrist who's a believer, uh, they can determine what a conversation can help with, right? And what maybe it needs more than a conversation or more than dialogue. And maybe it does need medication. Right. So we tread we tread lightly there. Um, so wow, 
Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. We did last week. Today, we have one more, right? Next week. One more week. One more Thursday where we're going to talk about a little bit more. We're going to dispel some myths about about mental health. Either way, we're so glad that you joined us today. Thank you again for, for being with us on Conversations with Russ. Yeah. And again, we want to throw it out to you. Uh, this Sunday, we continue the series at Fountain of Life. Giants. Goliath. Goliath, <laughs> Goliath must fall. And each Sunday, we're dealing with a different giant. Yeah. And this Sunday, we're dealing with a giant of rejection. I'm telling you, it's going to be good, even life-changing. Hope you'll join us again next week, Thursday, 4 p.m., with Conversations with Russ. Let's do it. With Ruben alongside. Hey. Peace. <laughs> See you, everybody. We hope you enjoyed Conversations with Pastor Russ, Senior Pastor at the Fountain of Life in Burlington, New Jersey. Pastor Russ would love to meet you this Sunday at either our 9 or 11 a.m. services. For directions or more information, please feel free to contact us by calling 609-499-2131 or visit our website at flcnj.org. Thanks for listening to today's message on Life Radio WIFI, your inspiration station.